ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. Shout out to Gar Laser Eyes for giving us another wonderful five-star review. Thank you guys so much. Like I say every week, we love them. Keep them coming. They really brighten our day and they help the pod out. So today we'll be recapping season one, episode 20, The Tale of Two Parties. Um, The original air date was May 19th, 2008. The IMDb summary is when Omega Kai has a party to celebrate Evan saving them from the new restrictions, Cappy decides Capitao must have a competing party, but they're broke. Casey makes Rebecca the sober sister to keep her from going to Cappy's party instead. Rusty must decide how to break up with Tina when he decides a sex-only relationship is not what he wants. Evan makes Calvin keep other guys from Casey, and Calvin's new boyfriend seems hesitant. The episode was directed by Nick Mark and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Michael Burns. So it starts off in Rusty's dorm, and it's like a really uncomfortable standoff moment where they're on a date, but it's really clear that Tina doesn't actually want to do anything with Rusty other than have sex. I was watching this scene with like my roommate in the room and like my roommate hasn't seen Greek and he was very confused. He's like, wait, what is going on on this date? And I was like, you know, I wish I could tell you. Um, But it's very clear that he keeps suggesting different things that like they can do together. He's like, want to watch a movie? And she goes, or maybe she suggests it, but then she's like, oh, wait, he's like, you don't have a TV. It's, it's just very clear that she wants to have sex. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. And he clearly feels weird about it, but he's also like hesitant in a way that he doesn't want to like push her boundaries, but he doesn't seem quite sure either. It's a very uncomfortable scene to open an episode with. Yeah, we're not quite sure. It's, I think it's just like, it's clear that Rusty has not been in this situation before and he does not know how to navigate it as he feels with most situations. Um, but then we cut, so that scene ends awkwardly and we cut to uh, this scene outside where the Capitals are walking and like Beaver, you know, Beaver who also looks really fit in this episode. Did you guys notice that? Ooh. Beaver was looking foin. <laughs> yeah. Zaddy Beef. He's always looked good, but like he's really wearing a lot of, they're starting to style him in more like muscle shirts and you can tell he's been hitting like the LA Equinox. He's been hitting the CRU gym with all the weird mirrors. Right. Yeah, he's been at the gym and they're talking about how they can't like afford to go out to dinner or like buy food or something, which I guess is kind of setting up the premise of this episode where like the Capitals don't have enough money to like throw a great party or something with alcohol. But Rusty approaches them and he's complaining about, you know, his relationship with Tina. He's like, she only wants to have sex. And he's saying it in a really roundabout way and he he's not like quite sure like who she is in his life yeah because they're like oh we thought you weren't gonna be able to hang out with us because of your date and he was like well it was pretty short yeah, he was like it was shorter than I wanted it to be which I guess <laughs> yeah 
I guess we can an, we can kind of like see what that's implying. My roommate was also listening to that scene and just like burst out laughing at that, um, which is also something that would have gone right over my head as a an eighth grader watching this. Yeah, so Cappy's kind of talking about like what their label might be. He's like, you're not friends with benefits, you know, but then he's about to kind of suggest what they are. And then two nuns appear out of nowhere. Like, I'm sorry, what? Like... <laughs> I mean, I know there are nuns around, you know, but like, it just feels very random. A jump um, scare. <laughs> is PRU a Catholic university? Or yeah, it's a Jesuit. And they would this be is, old men. Oh, right. right, right this right, is right, the right. first we were seeing, this is the first time we've ever seen a nun in the Greek metaverse. It was the nun. Remember that scary movie, The Nun? Yeah. It was actually her. <laughs> it was based off of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was a jump scare though. There was like, I, I was... <laughs> But it's clear because then he he's about to say fuck buddies, but he says, you know, you're fun buddies, which, um, you know, Rusty doesn't get the hint and actually thinks that they're fun buddies. Well, no, I think he gets the hint. I think you can't see fuck buddies on ABC Family. <laughs> I really took it as like Rusty actually thought like they're just fun buddies and that's no. what it's called. No, no, no. I don't think so. They can't say, <laughs> they couldn't say fuck on ABC Family. So that's why he walked around the whole episode going, we're fun buddies. And then everyone was like, what? And then they go, oh. Oh my gosh. If only this had been on like HBO Max, like they would have been saying fuck like every five seconds. Yeah. So that scene it, it ends, Rusty is like, okay, we're fun buddies. And then the KTs, actually, no, sorry, the scene is not over. It's only just beginning. They run into the Omega Kais who are like going to this wine store. It looks like kind of fancy. They're getting like these really nice bottles of wine. And Evan mentions that they're having a six way, which is what? Like, I'm sorry, what's a six way? I think the six best houses on campus is what he said. And that's why the KTs aren't invited. So I guess it's the top three frats in the top three sororities. Oh, Even God. though KT's in the top two, according to Rusty. Right, right. I was thinking that the whole time, but also what a weird name for it. Just call it a party with the top houses. That, it doesn't take that much longer. Right. Sounds way more appealing. Wait, also um, the KT's call it um, an American girl doll fashion party yes yeah <laughs> Cappy says that and I was like oh my gosh he's speaking our language That's we so made funny. an American girl doll who went to the six-way CRU 2008 party. I mean the six-way does end up looking like a like it does look like a lot of fun once we finally get there she brings her Nikon like little digital camera with her and she's taking Facebook pics the whole time that's her oh my god and she has three layers of tank tops <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. And like that little dog. Do you remember the American Girl dolls always had the coconut? Dog? Coconut. <laughs> coconut. <laughs> I had coconut and licorice. Yeah, the cat. I and over them. over her three tank tops is one of those baby doll Abercrombie like t-shirts with the cat. Oh sleeves. my right. gosh, yes. I think we, I think a collab with American Girl is like really where I see our future. And a foam finger, a Titans foam finger. Oh, <laughs> she's holding the razor with like the sex tape from the first episode. Beaver, so essentially Cappy, because he's feeling kind of threatened by not being invited to the six way, he's like, well, we're going to throw a party. Even though Beaver and Rusty like quickly jump in and they're like, we can't throw a party. Like we don't have time. We don't have money. We have not been planning this. But Cappy is up for the challenge. He's like, we're going to throw a party. It's going to be even better. 
than your silly six way. And Beaver is like kind of rational in this moment. He say, says it takes weeks of planning to create perfect chaos. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a like someone would get that tattooed on like <laughs> like right above, you know, like their bikini bottom. Their, on their peck, perfect chaos. Oh my God, I could definitely see it. It's like a beautiful mess. <laughs> perfect chaos. It's like a Tumblr, a Tumblr username. Life is messy. <laughs> yeah. Beaver, Beaver like ends up being like a Tumblr girl. Tumblr himbo. <laughs> then we're in a scene where it's in the ZBZ bathroom. It's really cute. Like Ashley and Casey are kind of just like chatting. Ashley's asks her how to spell brunette, I think, because she's making a folder on her phone um, for like different hot guys. So, so Ashley says, how do you spell brunette? And Casey goes, B-R-O-W-N. Ashley is organizing all of the possible suitors that she may meet at the six-way into different folders on her chocolate. Do you remember those phones? Yes, she is. She is holding a chocolate. I was like, what kind of phone is that? Is that a juke? Or And then I was like, wait, no, that is definitely a chocolate. It has the chocolate. I had a mint chocolate and I have it here. I have an amazing marketing campaign, mint chocolate. Like the fact that the colors were descriptors like that. Chocolate. Do you know the the side note I got it for Christmas in 2007 and my mom wrapped them in um, mint chocolate Hershey pieces. Like the box was covered in miniature mint chocolate Hershey pieces. And I think my sister had like cherry cordials. That's really That's cute. That's so cute. I know. I miss those days. I miss like fun phone. Like I miss when it was the days when everyone didn't just have like an iPhone and like some people had Androids. Like it was like you had a sidekick or a razor or a juke. I mm-hmm. would have killed. And I mean it. I would have killed for a sidekick. I would have sold my firstborn for a sidekick. I wanted one so bad. It, you couldn't not look cool flipping that phone open. You know who had a sidekick at my high school? Can I can I guess that it was Anna Sophia Rob? Yup. Casey tells her she's reading the secret. So she's getting Casey's getting very manifest heavy in this episode. And we start to see that happen a lot, especially at the party. Casey sounds like a TikTok tarot reader. I was watching somebody read my tarot cards like um right before we started recording and I have to tell you, I, I claim that video big change is coming for me. <laughs> it is. And it's coming for Casey too, this episode, because she's happy and she's open. But yeah. it's also funny because she's saying this because she's had such bad luck with guys recently. And she calls um, Jonah. She goes, there was jailbait Jonah, <laughs> the high school kid. Sean Sean. Yeah. Shane, sorry, Shane. My, he doesn't deserve a real name. <laughs> my roommate was also like watching as we as I watched that part. And when she said jailbait Jonah, she, <laughs> he's like, she was dating someone who went to jail. I was like, no, it was a little different. Like she could have gone to jail for dating him. Yeah, not jailbird Jonah. <laughs> jailbait <Yeah>. Jonah. <laughs> but then there's also this quick moment too where Rebecca screams. Like she's right next to them in the shower and they run out of hot water, right? Then like we cut to chapter and Casey's talking about how the hot water is going to be fixed soon. I don't think there's really anything else that happens with the hot water other than that really quick moment. 
they just like delight in Rebecca being uncomfortable. It was supposed to be like a moment that showed that Casey's manifestation skills are working because she was like, I just want to find that like good things are going to happen for me or something or like good things are coming my way or something like that. And then the scream happens. So I think it's just supposed to be like, oh, like this might work for her. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, we start to see that it's going to work for her. And um, I think it also sets Rebecca up to be even like more upset with Casey and everyone. Basically, they're looking for a sober sister. And I think they nominate, I'm forgetting her name. What is that? Betsy. Betsy. And Betsy complains. And she's like, I do not want to be a sober sister. She's like, this is the best, you know, at the party with the most alcohol, especially right after the restrictions were lifted. You know, Betsy is giving her all in this episode. Just wait till we get to... Betsy apparently gets like way too drunk at every party. And that's why she's supposed to be the sober sister because she... Like, I think Casey says something like after the last few functions or something like that, like Betsy's always- She's like, I'd hope you would volunteer after your showing or whatever. But also a singular sober sister for that many girls, like, okay. Yeah, like, and they're all smaller than the last one too. Like, how are they going to help? I didn't even know sober sister was a thing. Was that really something you all did? Yeah. Terrible. Oh my gosh. Did you ever have to volunteer? Did you have to do it? I did it every time. If you had a position, like Casey should like would have been sober. So do you go and pick up like your sisters who are just who are too drunk? It's more like a lot of group texts of like this girl is throwing up. Someone needs to go help her. Like usually, at least for us, it was different because we didn't have a Greek row, so our events were like somewhere else. Oh and my so, gosh, like it would have to be like you would kind of have to corral the girls that were like incoherent, and then like get them back on the bus first if it was really bad they would you that person would leave with them in like an uber or something mm-hmm. that sounds like a living nightmare it wasn't fun <laughs> no, no i never I did betsy. it betsy does oh. not want to do it but they they also then betsy says like why doesn't one of the pledges do it or something like where it ends up like it pans over to the pledges and it's looking like one of them is going to be the sober sister but rebecca and mandy are giving kgc major sass and they say that they're going to the Capital party. Well, cause then, she says, well, is anyone not planning on going to the Mega Kai party? And they mm-hmm. say they're going to KT. Yes. And then that's when Casey starts to get really uncomfortable. And I think we also start to see some close-ups of Franny, like looking at Casey, like, uh, Casey say something. And mm-hmm. she's like, why don't we just put something else on the schedule with the Capitals, like in the future. Um, but it's like not really working. Like Mandy, Mandy and Rebecca have really bonded in this app. Let's put them on the calendar for putt-putt in three weeks. Part of the reason why, um, I mean, obviously Rebecca wants to go because she's saving Cappy, but their rationale is they the QTs were the only ones willing to risk having parties with them during the restrictions. So they're saying they owe them their uh, attendance. Yeah, which is true in a way. Also, does Mandy give you major like young Megan Fox energy? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, she's that, gorge. Yeah. Yeah, she's beautiful. And she looks a lot. I feel like she just like looks like her. Like when I was making that TikTok about her, Adriana or whatever her name was in 90210. So then chapter's over and Rusty shows up or someone says like, Casey, your brother's here. And of course, Rusty's there to dump his uh, trauma on Casey. He goes, I need to talk to you about sex. And she's like, uh... does not want to. Okay, I will say, of course, yes, who would? But lest we forget... 
the second or third episode of the show where she was talking about it to him nonstop, actually. It was a huge problem. Yeah, she was like hyper fixated <laughs> it on on it during that, um, was it the Rusty Nail episode? Yes, I'm glad they've drawn the line. I'm glad that that's over. And she's like, actually, this isn't any of my business. I'm going to get someone else involved. But <laughs> she's, being, <laughs> she's changed her tune. Yeah. And then, so she sits down and she like, Ashley's there and she's like, you're going to talk to Ashley about this because talking to me about it is weird and creepy. And Ashley's kind of like asking for what's going on with Rusty. And then um, I think he says, you know, like, she's my fun buddy. And Ashley's like, ew, you didn't just come here to brag, did you? Or something. (laughs) But yeah, Rusty's saying, you know, something feels like it's missing, but it was there with Jen, uh, Jen K to be exact. And this is where Ashley gives some, I mean, it's, it's good advice, but it's also like, she says that, you know, it's not all about what Tina wants. It's about what Rusty wants too. I thought her advice was good. Like she was like, well, you have to make sure you're on the same page. You have to have open communication. Like if, you know, if she's expecting. Yeah, that's true. Or not. And then he was yeah. saying, I don't know what she's expecting. She seems pretty happy with what's happening. She doesn't seem like she wants to go on dates or anything. And then that's when. Ashley says well what do you want also like that also matters because I think he's like so thrown through a loop that someone doesn't immediately want to be his girlfriend that he's not taking into consideration whether or not like this setup is working for him too. True. I was just gonna say we're also glossing over the fact that she quotes verbatim a 2005 Cosmo article because she said she's read all of them cover to cover. Um, I don't have the exact quote but it's something about the emotional taxation of uncommitted sex. She like quotes the issue it's April 2005. U.S. Yeah. edition. Oh my gosh, yeah, she's like, I've been reading all of them since I was nine. <laughs> of course she has. <laughs> I was like me in Seventeen magazine. I was so, I read the, every ad. Oh my gosh, those were so <laughs> I good. I used to love just like sitting at the grocery store and reading those like while my mom would shop. The KTs are at their house planning their party and they're like, nothing is going well, they don't have any alcohol. The Jello wrestlers, one is allergic to Jello, so it's not really like, it's not really going to do anything for them if one person is just covered in cello. Um, you know, definitely can relate to that. And then they're saying, like, we have to make jello shots with just water. And they say, can you make jello with just water? And Cappy says, we're going to find out. And Bieber suggests calling it off. He's really the, the sane one in this episode. Um, and Cappy won't. And then Rusty's on his way to tell Tina he can't see her anymore. But Cappy stops him. He says, like, he has to get out of it and rusty is telling cappy he has to get out of this like staying in it is making him itch um and then cappy Uh. kind of mansplains ghosting oh my god wait i just got that oh my god um i just got it just now like it didn't hit me that he was feeling itchy until you just said that and so yeah then cappy says just ignore her and he's like mansplaining ghosting essentially Thank you, Cappy. Um, thank you for that contribution to society. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, you don't even need to give her an explanation. Like, it's not that kind of a relationship. Just let her, just fade away and let her hate you. It's both terrible advice, but also realistic advice. It's college advice for right. sure. Exactly. 
now it's the night of the six way <laughs> and Franny approaches Casey in the house and she's like telling her she has some advice from her for her and she's like listen tonight is all about not disrupting our relationship with the Omega Kai's it's in a, a fragile state um and basically she's like trying to hype Casey up to make sure that she doesn't let the other girls go to the KT house but then Rebecca and Mandy walk into the room and we find out that Casey made them the sober sisters anyway. And Franny is like very pleased. She's like, okay, good job. And she says, she says, brava. <laughs> <laughs> like the teacher in um, High School Musical. Musical, Miss Darbus. Miss Darbus, yes. Franny brava. does have Miss Darbus energy. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. I, I can really see that. Good about that. She has really good side bangs in this episode too. The swoop, remember the swoop bang look? It was like, oof, yeah, yeah. I had that some was swoops. hard to achieve. That was really hard to achieve. And I'm not sure anyone really did. Okay, now we're at the six way, and the Omega guys are wearing button ups and ties at the party. I I can't with them. <laughs> I like it's not about a character, boys. It's fine. Chill. Chill. You like wear a t-shirt. You're too, you're going to get too sweaty. And we find out Calvin invited TA Michael to this frat party, which is a move for sure. Um, as one of their first dates, not the first date, but one of their first dates, Calvin is thinking like, Oh, maybe like this isn't the best move. And then Evan says, he's the one who needs to be worried when he sees Casey walk in with Ashley and Franny to him. It's kind of like, okay scheme a clock he didn't even realize he was going to be scheming tonight until they walked in he said I have to scheme now and he approaches the girls and it's like tense between him and Casey but in a way where they like both want to be there talking to each other but they're like they can't really read the room and then Ashley and Casey both clock quote Ryan Prince the cutest sweetest smartest pre-medist person at the party that's how they describe him and of course his last name is prince and then they're lamenting because he has a skanky tribe high girlfriend it's terrible it's it's so awful the way they talk about these people and evan's just kind of watching casey and he sees her like kind of start to mobilize to shoot her shot and he tells calvin keep an eye on casey and calvin's like what and he's like keep guys away from Casey as quietly as possible and Calvin thinks it's weird but he it pulls the big brother card mm-hmm. and like I'll say this like this is a psychotic move but I'm also like okay goals like <laughs> be this crazy yeah I mean I'm kind of into it not gonna lie <laughs> a chamber a, a chambers international <laughs> I'm gonna say like, I love you. attention <laughs> I have to be the voice of reason here. No, it's scary. No, don't, don't yuck our yum. Don't yuck our yum. It's scary and possessive and creepy and weird and inappropriate. I, mean, I agree. No, I, I feel like Aaron, Aaron, you and I were the ones like when we, when I was a kid, all I wanted was like to be chased. Like I just wanted the boys to chase me. Yeah. What do you mean I when I was a kid? Light stalking. Yeah. <laughs> definitely over that phase yeah it was yeah I mean some things yeah I mean and you Jacqueline's so like- mad <laughs> Jacqueline's like cancel the podcast we're not even finishing season one <laughs> yeah and it is it is like in a in a twisted way it's like kind of hot 
but it is <laughs> It is not hot. If anyone else was doing it, I would be like not into it, but it's Evan, you know? Right. Beaver can't do it. Keep getting away with this. (laughs) He can't keep getting away with this. At the party, Casey is like really taking the secret to a new level. And she's doing this thing where she's like, I'm just going to think happy thoughts. And she keeps closing her eyes and then she opens them and a man appears, materializes in front of her. So like Literally that's her approach this entire party. Yeah. Yeah. That's her approach Music. this entire party is thinking happy thoughts. And then just like men will flock to her. And the music, like, it's like this strange instrumental music comes on every time she manifests someone. I love it. I love it. Jinx. I love it. Okay. Back at the KG house, the party is a bus. No one's stopping by. And they think somebody's about to come through the door, but it's just Rusty with three bags of ice that quickly turns into two bags of ice because he spills it immediately. And Beaver and one of the other brothers are... Um, Heath. Heath. Oh, it's Heath. <laughs> Not Keith. Beaver and Heath are <laughs> taking the jello shots and like but Beaver's like, this is my 14th one. And he says, Ben Bennett said he put placebos in it, but I'm not feeling it. And I just want the bliss of being like as dumb as Beaver. <laughs> Don't you think it's a really nice place in his little brain? I do think so. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Rusty's phone keeps blowing up with Tina. Like he won't answer it. She keeps calling and he's like getting tired of ignoring her. He's getting fatigued. And then Cappy is saying they need dorm girls to <laughs> revive this party as if they're stooping so low. <laughs> Go get dorm yeah. girls to fill up the party. And Beaver's trying to give um, Rusty advice um, because he says that he took the same advice from Cappy once and he got his car set on fire. And But Rusty doesn't really need to worry about it because he doesn't have a car. <laughs> logistical king so they role play the breakup and beaver just like completely explodes at rusty as tina um and he's like you really need more practice like (laughs) you're not handling this call well well we know rusty's not good on the phone all right after the fundraiser back at the omega kai back at the six way party (laughs) casey's talking to yet another guy and Calvin sees them and approaches and like knocks the drink out of this guy's hand. And Casey, it's like kind of weird, but it's also like, okay, I guess it was a mistake. Like, why would you do that? But then Casey catches a glimpse of Ryan Prince again. She closes her eyes, starts to manifest. And again, another man materializes immediately in front of her. And obviously like, because Casey's Casey and everyone wants to be around Casey. Michael, the TA shows up at the house for his date with Calvin and he calls the house um, a moose shy of an Abercrombie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, And he's like definitely out of place, just like vibes wise. His shirt. Yeah, it's like purple and printed. Like, and a button up it's printed in a way that doesn't look intentional yeah yeah I hated that shirt I wanted to burn that shirt he's also wearing a tie I believe mm. is he I don't know if he's wearing a tie I thought he had it maybe in a button situation he looks older he like looks visibly older than everyone too like I know he is a TA but like 
he the way he's acting and then also I think just like he he looks he is very out of place just altogether. Well, we find out he's seven or eight years older than Calvin. Yeah. yeah. Also, like he's acting so like weirdly patronizing immediately. Like just like the yeah. way that he gets into the house. I think it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. I feel like I would probably do that actually now thinking about it. But also he is dating, I guess, a freshman in college. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird vibes. So, he kind of I mean, signed up for this. If he's seven years older, he's only three years out of college. Yeah, but then he's 25, right? Oh, well, I'm just saying, like, because you someone said that he was seven years older. So, like, that would be yeah. Calvin's a freshman. So, if that's four years, then three, he's only a couple years out of college, but it's just like 18 and 25 is kind it's of a weird thing. Imagine at 25 even going to a college party. Like, I think I would probably also be really condescending as a defense mechanism. <laughs> I wouldn't go. I'd say, let's do something yeah, else. Don't go. Exactly. Because they're yeah. not boyfriends yet. They're just dating. He, he had the directions. He could have, he had the address. He could have done some research. Like, he knew what he was getting into. We should rewrite this episode. <laughs> we should talk to Max Greenfield. I think he's probably willing to come on the pod. So, um, he's talking... Calvin is talking to Michael and he leaves Michael to fend for himself because Evan is staring Calvin down because he's like trying to show him that Casey is talking to somebody so Michael goes up to the bar to get himself a drink and um yeah so he orders a Merlot and this is a Travis move (gasps) it is it's a big Travis move and Evan approaches and he says Michelle and we find out that he was Evan's French TA and he's like I'm sorry I like really don't recognize you obviously because he has like a million students um and also I love somebody not recognizing a Chambers from Chambers International and then Evan makes this weird comment he's like by the way I'm okay with it and it's like clear that he is like trying to do a double implication like with him being gay and he's like, okay, with what? And he goes, my B minus. And it's really yeah. weird. It's like, are you trying to be woke? Was and he, he already didn't him? remember you. So he doesn't remember that you got a B minus. Right. He doesn't know you. I wonder what Evan's French name was. Evian. Evian. That's what, that's what Cappy calls him, right? In some of the episodes. Oh, that's cute. So at this point in the night, Casey goes and checks in with Ash and um, we find out she's already collected six guys' numbers for her um, folders and she's made out with one. So like going pretty well. And then Ryan comes to find Casey and she's very pleased with this. And he tells her that he and his girlfriend broke up. Sorry, Caitlin. Um, back of the line. <laughs> and so the manifestation is like going really well. Back at the CBZ house, Rebecca and Mandy are moping around. Um, and then Rebecca decides that she's going to go change into some party clothes. And she's saying, you know, as a politician's daughter, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask permission. So she's saying, we are going to the KP house. The pledges are going to meet us there. And that's the plan. And honestly, I would have probably done the same thing. Especially yeah. if Rebecca is telling me to do that. I'd be like, yeah, for sure. You're scary. I'd follow Rebecca into a lake. Are you kidding me? She's terrifying and charismatic. The worst and charismatic. Though. 
I know. I loved this scene. And she just starts it. She's like staring out the window and she goes, tonight sucks. Yeah. I mean, take matters into your own hands, Bex. Yeah. Mandy's down. Mandy has some really cute pigtails in this scene too. Yeah. She's cute. I mean, part of me also, like, I love a night in, like, I love a night in with some cheeseritos. So like, actually part of me would probably be like, no, let's stay. But if you had to be the sober <laughs> sister who like went out and like corralled everyone, I would not have wanted to do that. Yeah. Like if you already have kind of like a shitty night ahead of you, then it's like, all right, well, let's just go do something. Back at the KT house, Cappy obviously has a scheme um, to steal the alcohol from the six way. And he says, get the the douchebag bag what was in this bag was it just an empty bag for them to put the alcohol in or no I guess it was I was lost I didn't understand what that was for yeah the kegs are floating that's like the sign that they have to come scheme oh right 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 and I mean I get it so the party's still hopping at Omega Kai um Cappy and the KTs walk in in disguise in sweater vests and baseball caps. They look like they're about to go out for a round of golf in 1940. And Rusty announces that he really has to pee. Like he has to go that. He's holding his crotch like a little boy. I don't under, it doesn't even do anything for the plot of this scene really to make him need to pee that badly. Casey and Ryan are now bonding over their breakups and like heartbreak. And he says every relationship has an expiration date, which I think is kind of a wild thing to say to somebody who you're like trying to possibly start something with. Cause it's like, okay, well then can you tell me the exact date and time that our expiration date is? Casey makes a fat joke at this point I think about his girlfriend yep. who's the ex-girlfriend Casey she's already down you already won so Calvin shows up and Casey is like getting pissed and she's like okay what the fuck like I'm seeing so much of you tonight what is going on and she asked Ryan to go get them both drinks um and he like can't really like come up with a reason why he keeps doing it and then he does this like very strange over the top like sassy voice and he says because you're stealing all the met and then walks away and it's it's jarring it's jarring and Casey is befuddled I mean it's so he hates it (laughs) as I did as well and I think Calvin also hated it yeah yeah he marches right up to Evan he's like I'm done I'm done Yeah, he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Sorry. And yeah. that's when Evan goes yeah. up to Casey. And he asks her if she would like to have a friendly dance at the end of the night. I'm sorry. LOL. What's a friendly dance? That's um, Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say Cha Cha Slide. I was just <laughs> I would you know what I wish they had had that scene or Um, oh my god they could have um done the soldier boy dance I think that was in 2008 they could have done the superman yeah that is a friendly dance that's a friendly dance it's a friendly dance although it has some sinister undertones (laughs) it does just as uh, Evan does um So then we see Ben Bennett and he's behind the Omega Chi bar and he's pretending to be a bartender. And so he's like filling people's drinks while simultaneously shoving all of the alcohol in these bags. And like the other KTs are behind the bar just cleaning out the alcohol. Like 
you see them just like ravaging the bar. So then Calvin goes and finds Michael, who's just like kind of still in a foul mood. Like he's just not having a good time and he's just... He's not really trying either, I would say. Because Calvin made it through the gay and lesbian film night, he can make it through this. I mean, would you go to, I mean, I guess, real question. Would you, if you could for one night for the plot, for the story, would you go to a frat party? At this point in our life? I think I might. No, because I went to one accidentally like three years out of college. And actually, no, it wasn't (laughs) even three. It was like a year and um literally a year and a month out of college and I was like this is so horrible and then I was lying about how old I was because I was so embarrassed the thing is the frat parties aren't fun when you're in college in my personal opinion so I couldn't be paid to go back I'm confused why Michelle is there and also if you're gonna go you gotta have a good attitude you gotta get it together you gotta be like pretend you're happy to be there like it's just and preemptively drunk. Yeah. He's he ordering very sober. He's not doing himself any favors. So then he's yeah. like, well, maybe I just need another drink. And um, he goes to the bar and they're out of <laughs> literally everything. everything. I don't know if the bartender was on a bathroom break or something because he comes back to the wiped out bar. And as that's happening, the KTs are taking cups from people's hands and pouring the alcohol in their cups into a giant like Gatorade dispenser cooler or whatever. Haunted jungle juice. Literally the most cursed jungle juice. Uh. Yeah, it's so gross. I, and to think nobody consented to knowing that was what was, <laughs> yeah, really, really, really gross. And um, so that's when Cappy sees Casey and he like goes over to her and kind of confronts her. He's still wearing his bizarre outfit. He has, like, I think he has a page boy hat on at this point. Mm-hmm. He's like, so you want to tell me why there's no uh, ZBZs at the KT party right now? And he alleges that the reason that there isn't is because Casey is jealous of Rebecca. Yeah, which is kind of I weird. felt like that was off base. I think it is off base. Yeah. I think she genuinely was like, no, she's thinking about pure social standing right now, not about her. I mean, she kind of has a baby crush on Evan at this point. Uh, it's yeah. kind of subconscious, but it's there. No, no, she's all like nervous whenever she talks to him and sees him. I don't think she was thinking about Cappy at, like like that right now at all. And so no. that's when this really annoying girl is trying to cut Rusty in line at the bathroom. And she's like, I really have to pee. She has this kind of crazy voice. And he's like, I do too. And somehow she begins giving him advice on how to deal with Tina. And she says to send an email. (laughs) I love that everyone is talking about different methods of communication for the breakup. Like it's the first time that there could be both face-to-face phone call and like, you know, technology communication. So everyone's offering a different remedy. It's hilarious. Um, And then we cut back to see Casey talking to Ryan Prince. And they're kind of just like confessing their feelings towards one another, like in this very intimate moment, like they're basically saying, you know, he's always wondered what it's like to date Casey, which is a wild (laughs) thing to say when you just dumped your girlfriend and you're at a frat party. Yeah. And like, it doesn't seem like they've really talked before. Second conversation. And she just called his ex-girlfriend she made a fat phobic comment about her and now she's like he's like yeah and like I've always wanted to date you it's really weird and 
I mean, it's the Something's secret. It's working. Up. She's she's yeah. thinking happy-ish thoughts, mm-hmm. and good things are coming to her. And so um, she's like, she's kind of reciprocating that. So they start holding hands, and we see Evan looking at them from the staircase, and he's mopey Evan. He's so sad. And Calvin apologizes for not being able to tear them apart. And he's like, I think he says, like, this is my fault or something like that. It's not, it's not, it's not your fault. It's mine. And he says he's going to go get a drink and it's like, good luck. So then Calvin kind of like confronts Michael about not enjoying himself at this party. And he assures Michael, the homemade guys, they're not homophobic guys. Sir, I'm sorry what revisionist history is this you were yeah. kicked out for like a couple months because they in fact are homophobic guys also can I just say whatever Michael is experiencing in this moment is literally my fear every time a guy I'm dating invites me to a group setting this is the worst case scenario yeah. and it's happening to Michael you're gonna leave me yeah. alone I don't know anyone there's no alcohol nobody's talking to me <laughs> Except some weird guy who's claiming he knows oh. me and talking about a grade that I don't remember. Worst case scenario. It's every fear realized. So I really sympathize with him. Uh, the lack of sufficient drink, yeah. like, the lack of drinks is really something that would throw me. Like there's no, there's nothing he can do. He's just standing in the middle of everybody and Calvin keeps running away to talk to other guys. Yeah. And imagine everyone being so much younger than you too. Like, I mean, I guess they're not so much younger, but just imagine like that would, I think, make it even worse. That's what he gets into. He basically confesses that it's not about that. He's like, it's not even about me thinking that they're homophobic or not accepting, which they are, but it's about the fact that there's this over a six year age gap, he says. So this guy's only two years out of college, supposedly. And I mean, I understand it, but I'm also like, you know this you're pursuing him actively I don't know it's kind of well, like I really think a lot of it like maybe it was in the back of his mind and then the fact that Calvin just like left him he was like really left with his thoughts mm. yeah he's spiraling for sure yeah so they kind of like get over it very quickly and they kiss and it's cute but I still am team Heath is how I felt about that Mm-hmm. I don't know I'm being unnecessarily harsh on Michael simply because I really like Keith so then we see <laughs> then we see Evan and Franny sitting on the couch cursed I duo hate them together and in any capacity I hate them as friends I hate them as acquaintances I hate them I don't want Hitting them against each other I don't want them anywhere near each other I want a restraining order. Like I need them to keep like 500 feet away from each other at all times. It's absolutely toxic energy. And he confesses that he's been having Calvin keep guys away from Casey all night. And he also confesses to paying Shane. I'm like, do you realize who you're telling this information to? Insane. An insane person to tell that information to. If I was Franny, I'd be so disgusted by these revelations. I would be simply getting the ick. Yeah, yeah, in a romantic sense, in like a uh, information gathering sense, I would be foaming right, at we're the mouth. The sense from especially what Franny says next that she's looking at this in a romantic way, which if any guy said this to me, I'd be mortified. And for them, <laughs> and she mm. says, "You need to find a girl 
that thinks you're the only guy in the room. Yeah, which or he does. Not her. <laughs> Please. Uh, and she's really implying here that she's like, and I'm that girl. Yeah. And she's bringing both of them lemon drops. I'm like, where are you getting these? <laughs> Dobblers. <laughs> she ran, ran out to Dobblers, got to love like to go, And that's like when we cut over to Ryan and Casey still having this like heartfelt conversation about their buried feelings for one another. When Betsy, who's absolutely sloshed, mm-hmm. runs into them and breaks up the conversation, she's about to be sick at any second. Casey's like, I have like why haven't you called Rebecca why are you here and she says that or Betsy says Rebecca didn't pick up the phone no one's picked up no sober sisters will come and get her also the fact that she tried to call a sober sister for herself you know, <laughs> cute unheard of know, and so like, that's when stop. Casey is like okay I have to take care of this and she says she tells Ryan that she'll be right back and you see her like kind of dragging Betsy a, a slightly limp Betsy out the door and Franny and Evan look on from afar and Franny is like, maybe fate is on your side after all. Well, <laughs> now we get to Rusty trying to drop this breakup email. And he's back oh in his- Oh my God. He's alone yeah, in his dorm. He's gone back to his dorm to write this email and he just can't do it. I guess he needed to get yeah, a computer. Yeah, he just can't do it. He's, um, I, I wrote, you know, if this was, if he had finished this email and sent it, it would have gone viral on YouTube for being read in like a dramatic reading. Cause that was, that was the way oh my it was God. I was like, Hey Tina, what's up? Like it was so awkward. Yeah. I should make a TikTok about this scene. Cause I feel like it's so good the way he's like, he's like, <laughs> dear Tina. Exactly. <laughs> and so as he's writing it, Tina calls him and he hangs up on her again. It's like, just pick up one of the calls. Be like, I don't want to date you and hang up the phone. So yeah. Casey shows up at Capital because she's determined to make Rebecca take Betsy home and determined to make her fulfill her. This is the only time I could see Cappy's claims of retribution being true, but also like I would be really mad if I was Casey. Yeah, it is a safety thing. And also doesn't, there's a scene too where it's like this would, you know, obviously like I don't think they were intending it for it to be dangerous, but like I think Michael or who is Brian, Ryan Prince, like when (laughs) Betsy kind of stumbles over to them, he's like, one of my, one of my frat brothers can just take her home. And it's like, yeah, no. Casey nixes that. Um, And so they show up at Capital. Rebecca's also drunk. And and Rebecca's in like of course, business. Well, that's casual. what you ordered a party in two thousand eight, according to the skirts. Um, and Benson Caddy comes up and he goes, "Are either of you allergic to gelatin by any chance?" Oh my yeah, god! So and so Cappy then again, he's still saying he's like, "This doesn't have anything to do with Betsy. Like this is like." you having problems with Rebecca and I okay but she also really screwed Casey over like it's maybe it's not about you right now maybe they just don't like each other and like it's not about fighting over copy yeah yeah it's really not the vibe that annoyed me and then as he's like concluding his speech Betsy pukes so then Casey is walking Betsy home when Ryan finds her and I think she like flings Betsy into a bush she fully tumbles into a bush it throws yeah. her. She's like, hi. And that's the last we see of Betsy. <laughs> Legend is she's still asleep in that bush. Oh my God. If you uh, light the black flame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you say Betsy in the mirror three times. Betsy sloshed. 
like Betsy Ross does that work for anyone does that work on anyone so um he goes after he's like I had a wonderful time like despite everything and he goes in for a kiss it's this magical moment they're finally gonna kiss after all of this he's an insane kisser it's like a full it's so I would describe bad. it as like an open mouth inhale. He's eating her chin. He's, He's inhaling her chin. chin. There's yeah. an episode of Sex in the City where Charlotte goes on a date with this guy who is a terrible kisser and she like teaches him how to be a good one, but he does the same thing. Like he kisses her chin. I wonder if there are people out there doing well, that. According to Ashley and Casey later, they both encountered a couple. Yeah. And he God. thinks it's great. The worst part is he keeps like moaning. Like having a really <sighs> And um, then we're at Omega Chi in this very short scene and Franny's looking for alcohol and Evan says someone stole it and he's like being really chill like he's like doesn't really care. He's like I'm pretty sure it was Cappy. Right he's not like wound up about it he's there's pizza he's like taking a pizza box for himself. And Franny, like, he's like, you never know how a party's going to turn out. Like, she's, she's like, wow, Evan, you're being surprisingly cool. It's a very weird scene. Yeah, I hate their vibe. I despise their vibe. I refuse to even, like, acknowledge so much that they're even having scenes together. I'm just <laughs> I know. Well, also, Evan is hardly um, acknowledging that they're having scenes together. He has no idea that she's implying all these weird things, even though she's not being subtle about it at all. And like, oh why gosh. would you be doing this when he is in love with someone else? Even if they're not your friend or whatever, like. Right. I think subconsciously, Franny wants to get back at Casey in any way possible. Mm. And we know she loves the status. Mm-hmm. So then Ashley and Casey was so cute. They're sitting on the kitchen island of the ZBZ house eating giant quarts of ice cream. And Ashley is like, tell- like she's like, I kissed three guys tonight like she's so happy with herself and Casey is like talking about how like you know I think it's partially what you did and partially you know having an open mind like the secret or whatever but um I think you have to kiss a couple frogs before you get your prince and that's when Casey says that she did kiss Ryan and Ashley says was he your prince and she goes he remained a frog he tried literal he tried to catch a fly in my tonsil Ew, he and on her chin more so right and that's when they're kind of like swapping stories of bad kissers as they're going up to bed and I just thought to myself this is the real love story here yeah I know I, know. I thought that too they turn off the lights they're walking up the stairs they're laughing and giggling like they have each other to come back to it's so, it's so nice and as the lights go off Evan is standing on the porch with one of the pizzas and he clearly like wanted to hang out with Casey and like brought it there to be with her he looks like yeah. he's about to cry when he sees the lights go off like bro yeah, just like, not <laughs> like they just turned the lights off they're still awake bestie is in his head he is <laughs> in his head he cannot get out of it he cannot get out of his own way you know and I just have to say I'm just gonna say it had he not paid Shane off had that like if he had just walked up to Casey and been like want to go on a date she would have said yes yeah she would have been like well I don't know because she says something in the next episode where like maybe not tbd well Anyway, he's bummed. Back at KT, Rusty is still unsure of how to break up with Tina. Typical Rusty thinks that everyone is in love with him. And he then says, break up with her over text. And that sounds like a good idea to Rusty. 
and almost um, the most obvious choice <laughs> right this is there's also this like quick scene in between where rebecca asking kathy who he would choose her or casey if they, if they were both drowning and he skirts around the question it doesn't say rebecca i would die if i was rebecca i would have dumped him on the spot i i would burst into tears somehow she's not that phased by this i think it's only because she's drunk yeah like, he's so lucky that rebecca wasn't sober because i feel like she would have ripped him to shreds mm-hmm. rightfully so and then he kind of goes on like they they drop it they don't even keep talking about it but he says i guess we're just supposed to get the feeling that like there's unresolved feelings for him, like casey from him we've Obviously. been new we've been new um and then he starts saying like this is still an omega chi party and she's like no it's a great party and he's like it, everyone is too well behaved as he says that rusty hands his phone to beaver and says she texted me back i can't look at it beaver opens the text and he's like reads it out loud he's like thanks rusty for letting me know i appreciate it by the way i have crabs boom he deserves it immediately there's a huge circle that disperses around. There's like a 10 foot radius around Rusty. And Cappy says, now it's a Capital party. Leave for seven to 10 days and don't come back. Yeah. Oh my God. And then he goes, ew, crabs. And giggles walking away. <laughs> Finally, Rusty gets some comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. He learned the hard way. Sorry. That was hilarious. It was a good episode. Fun episode. That was my favorite ending oh, no. ever. Yeah, it was a good. Ew, crap. <laughs> it was, they were really like trying to close a lot of loops there. Yeah, at first I thought when Ashley and Casey were walking up the stairs, that was going to be that. I did too. It kind of made sense as the end. Yeah, but then we got this delicious nugget. Closure. Yeah, winners and losers. My winner is Ashley for making out with three guys. Post sign completely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any other winners in this episode, really. Yeah, there weren't really any, like, strong, like, uh, I don't know, Ben Bennett for successfully digging the alcohol. You know what? It was good showing for Beaver. Great showing for... Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, good really showing good. For Beaver. we got to see more of Beaver in this episode, which was really nice. He had some critical mm-hmm. thinking skills. He did. I was going to say he got to use his brain. He gave yeah. him advice, albeit yeah. terrible, but... He was really good at the role play. Yeah, he was helpful. I can't name Rusty as the loser because he got crabs and that would just be unfair. Oh, he's my loser. <laughs> okay, one of us can. <laughs> then who's your loser? Evan. I know he's not yours. <laughs> Uh, like Evan had a pretty good showing (laughs) Evan's behavior was actually it kind of made sense no it I think I agree I do even though I was kind of into Evan's like you know I I I would love personally the attention that he's giving but I do think he's also giving sociopath a little bit he's borderline stalking her you know but sometimes you just want attention no please you guys (laughs) I'm drawing the line (laughs) <laughs> no you're right you're right he's, he's not my winner he's, 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 not, my he's winner. not my loser I think I'm Fran- scared that you thought about it though <laughs> I didn't okay I didn't that's reassuring I didn't really like Franny in this episode I'm gonna be honest <laughs> yeah she was doing okay for like three episodes and now I'm back to being like can you not that's all you're gonna yeah. get from her next I think time. she's that's too cool. good for Evan too I just think she's like I think she really 
it kind of bugs me how she's like pining after him and he's so oblivious about her. But she already said, I'm not going to be anybody's warm body. So why is she still trying to be his warm body? He's giving warm body. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she's kind of into the idea, you know, maybe like me and Aaron, she likes that kind of like pursuit. (laughs) But it's not, he's not pursuing her. And it's not a pursuit. It's stalking. It's light stalking. (laughs) She likes to watch it happen. I guess. I don't know. I don't relate with Franny in this at all. Yeah, actually. uh, Yeah, I don't know. She was my loser, I would say. Anyway, well, great episode. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Please tell your friends, tell your boss, tell your gynecologist. She's going to say, oh my God, I remember that show. And thank you for joining us on this, on this spot. fun romp, romp down memory lane.